Another icon and hero of my youth has died. That would be Paul Krasner, the publisher of the magazine The Realist, and uh, which was a satirical, political, and cultural magazine. Um, that, that he founded in 1958, and uh, it ran until the mid-70s, and then it, there was a break, and then he relaunched it again about 10 years later. He was 87 years old. Uh, my dad subscribed to The Realist, and I remember reading it when I was like 15 and 16, and I just was just always blown away. He was so, I mean, he just had this razor-sharp, incendiary sense of humor and uh, uh you know he's you know he was a true madman and he was uh in fact the FBI uh in a you know of course investigated him and called him a a, a raving unconfined nut and uh and People magazine called him the, the the founder of the underground press, which which I I would agree, and certainly he was certainly an influence on Hunter Thompson, probably the only journalist there would be you know be close to in temperament. Um, I mean, he, he was much more of a you know uh, aligned with a guy like Lenny Bruce, the, the you know the comedian. In fact, Krasner edited. Uh, Lenny Bruce's autobiography, How to uh, Talk Dirty and Influence People. And, you know, Krasner was at the center of the West Coast, Coast counterculture. Um, you know, he knew everybody, uh, Ken Kesey and Stuart Brand and, um, and Bob Dylan and John Lennon and all of that. I mean, he was right there in the middle of it all. And like I say, he was hilarious. Uh he had an interesting background. He he was a a violin prodigy, prodigy as a child, and he went on to do stand up comedy and this and that. But but his biggest uh, what he's mostly well known for was the, his magazine, The Realist. And um, I do want to read an excerpt, which I I've, I've never forgotten from when I read it when I was sixteen years old. He did a piece. Uh, it was. 1967, he did an article called, called The Parts Left Out of the Manchester Book. And the, for those of you who don't know, the Manchester Book was the first big, huge book about the Kennedy assassination by a guy named William Manchester. And it was a part of the ongoing cover-up, the whole, you know, the establishment and institutionalized power uh, system was totally behind it. Um, you know, it was, of course, you know, Oswald, Lone Assassin, all that. Huge book, though. Huge, you know, and it was a bestseller and all that. Uh, so Krasner, madman that he was, wrote a satirical piece called The Parts Left Out of the Manchester Book. And here, this is a, I'll just read a couple of paragraphs here. Of course, President Johnson is often given to inappropriate response. Witness the puzzled timing of his smiles when he speaks of grave matters. 
but we must also assume that Mrs. Kennedy had been traumatized that day, and her perception was likely to have been colored by the tragedy. This state of shock must have underlain an incident on Air Force One which this writer conceives to be delirium, but which Mrs. Kennedy insists she actually saw. I'm telling you this for his, the historical records, she said, so that people a hundred years from now will know what I had to go through. She corroborated Gorvidal's story, continuing... That man was crouching over the corpse, that man being Lyndon Johnson, of course, no longer chuckling, but breathing hard and moving his body rhythmically. At first, I thought he must be performing some mysterious symbolic rite he'd learned from Mexicans or Indians as a boy. And then I realized, and there's, o there's only one way to say this, he was literally fucking my husband in the throat, in the bullet wound in the front of his throat. He reached a climax and dismounted. I froze. The next thing I remember, he was being sworn in as the new president. I mean, what do you do with that? <laughs> I mean, I just, I still, I mean, I was, I, 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 and there's so much truth in the whole thing, actually. When you look back, allegorically speaking, metaphorically speaking. And I do like the mention of the uh, wound in the front of the throat because, uh, you know, that was, you know, they were still, it was still all Oswald all the time, so no front, no front wounds at that time. Anyway, goodbye, Paul Krasner, uh, another madman from another dimension, from another time, you know, I've said it before, we had a counterculture back then because we had a, a culture. However good or bad that culture was. Today, no culture, just a marketplace and Instagram influencers and uh, paid shills shouting talking points. This is Knox, over and out, riding the wild bubble with you forever.